Welcome back to the Meet St. Louis podcast, brought to you by Mattress Direct, your local sleep specialist. Each week, we take you behind the scenes of your favorite restaurants, breweries, and small businesses. I'm your host, Alexa Zotos with KMOV. Heidi Hamamaro owns Tabaru, a catering company creating works of art made with sushi. Heidi started in the restaurant business early, growing up in her father's kitchens. She then moved into the fine dining world, and between that training and a love for visually beautiful food, her sushi platters and sushi cakes take social media by storm. Instagram is where she runs most of her business, and she shares how her dreams of owning a restaurant have evolved into where she is now. When she's not spending 15 hours in the kitchen slicing fish, she's training to be a kickboxer. That's a mentality that helps her both in and out of the kitchen. Let's hear more about it, and let's meet Heidi. Get the best price on brand name mattresses at Mattress Direct. You'll get the guaranteed lowest price, and the non-commissioned sleep specialists will make sure you get the right mattress for the way you get to sleep. You'll sleep better knowing you got the best price on the right mattress when you shop local at St. Louis Mattress Direct. Well, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thank you for having me. So we're right now downtown in sort of your new kitchen space. How does it feel to sort of have a home base for the business? It feels good. It feels good. Um, You know, I've been working out of so many different places. So um, to finally have my own spot, it's like, it feels so great. (laughs) And it's so clean and new. And um, everyone that I work here with is amazing. So... Yeah, walk me back to sort of the beginning and and kind of how you got started and what, your own kitchen? Walk me through kind of the the beginnings. Um, Well, like when I first started, kind of. Yeah. Well, my parents had restaurants, um, so I started, you know, working as an early teen in his restaurants and stuff. What Um, restaurants? um, He owned Sansui Restaurant. Um, We had one on West Pine and um, another one... Um, in Rock Hill. So we had two, um, and, you know, I worked there with him, and then, you know, I kind of branched out, worked at a couple other places, just Mm -hmm. because, you know, I I would sit there and, like, read all his cookbooks. Um, I loved it. Like, like, cooking was, like, something um, that was just, like, fun for me. It was, Mm -hmm. like, a hobby, uh, because I love to eat, and I love cooking. Um, But it took me to where... Like, I was in Florida, and I had a bad relationship, and he, like, physically beat me. So, like, when I came back to St. Louis, um, I had to go through surgery and stuff. So I just sat there and read his cookbooks and got interested. Mm. And so these, like, I would, like, put post-it notes on all these pages, and I'm like, I want to cook this, I want to cook that. And, like, Deerberg's was right there. Mm -hmm. So stuff that my dad didn't have, um, we had there. Like, or I would walk over there grab you know ingredients and come back and cook and then um some of the specials we'd give to our regular clients and stuff and it kind of started off that where it was just super fun um and then my dad lost his sushi chef and he just threw me in there one day was like you're gonna learn I'm like what (laughs) you know what I mean like I don't know anything he's like you've watched it plenty of times you know as a server you do sit there and watch sometimes you know the chefs make food and I'm like okay you know like yeah 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 um, and it, you know, went from there and then we did catering and, um, I bounced around a couple restaurants just cause I wanted to learn different foods. Mm-hmm. So I worked at, you know, Mosaic, Modern Fusion for a long time. Um, that was really fun. Um, a chef there was really awesome. Um, 
Then I worked for Stellina Pasta with mm. Jamie. Um, that was one of my favorite places. Um, you know, he taught me how to make p- pasta from scratch, and we had a fun time. Mm-hmm. He was he was he knows almost everything. He's like a walking food bible. <laughs> um, and then I worked for um, with Ben Groupie, with Ben Peremba over at Elia and mm-hmm. Olio. Um, so I got to learn like you've all learned different, a lot of yeah. different cuisines. Yeah. Was there a moment though that you realized okay? but sushi is really where my heart is, where my passion is, or? I always did it with my dad and helped his catering mm-hmm. company. So it was always, you know, something that I did on the side. Um, and then when COVID hit, um, like all the country clubs and everything shut down and I'm like, okay, what are we gonna do? Like my job shut down, cause I worked at St. Louis Club mm. um, and you know, they shut down and we wanted to make extra money. So a lot of my friends actually were like, and some of my clients were like, can you just make us platters and like take, you know, drop it off our house? I was like, yeah, we could do that, you know? So that's pretty much how it started. It's just like word of mouth. And um, from there, like, I was like, okay, well, this is something fun. You know, it was fun for me. And I get to sit there and like make, you know, it's like art. I love doing stuff like that. So, right. Yeah. So, um, was there of, a moment though that you realized, like, okay, this is now like sort of my full fledged like concept idea and how did you uh, come up with the name? How did you sort of come up with how were you were creating these platters, which as you said, really are works of art? Um, well, I, I was going to open like an izakaya, um, which is a Japanese pub um, a couple years ago with a partner. <laughs> Not going to have anymore. But, <laughs> okay. Uh, but um, so like, you know, that kind of end that thing ended. Um, and so I was still doing trays to go and, um, so from that, like before I was gonna do that, my idea was to open up Taburu and do my own thing with just sushi instead mm-hmm. of the Japanese pub. Um, so it was kind of an idea I had a while back and I just put it in the back burner. And then whenever that, you know, that business decided to go away, um, I just brought it back. And um, with friends, you know, I almost gave up actually cause I put so much work into my other business. Um, but I had some really good friends that pushed me and was like, no, you got to do it. Like, you got to, you know, he was holding you back anyway. You need to do your own thing. Um, so on Thanksgiving, I, my biggest, um, my big catering that I did was um, for a friend. And we just did a big one. And that's how I opened up, you know, Tabru on that day. And then um, just my books just started getting filled. You yeah. Know, so like, how has it grown? It's grown a lot, yeah. Um, You know, before when I first started, I was doing like sushi cakes and stuff for friends, um, and I maybe did. And when someone hears sushi cake, they're like, "Wait, what? What's a sushi cake?" Yeah, it's it's a big cake. (laughs) Um, I layer like rice and fish and all these ingredients, and then um, I put sashimi on top. So it's a it looks like a cake. So it looks like a cake, but it's all sushi. Yeah. Um, um, I did like maybe like three or four a year and now I'm doing like five or six a month. So wow. yeah, it's pretty, pretty crazy. <laughs> and so a lot of this, as you mentioned, is really all just word of mouth. Yes, pretty much. I have so many people hitting me up like, I can do your social media. I'm like, no, I don't want to. Because <laughs> like, I get, you know, I do a lot of catering also. Mm-hmm. So we do a lot of country club catering and also big parties and corporate parties. So when I have those, I don't do sushi trays. Mm. So it's the days that like I'm not booked with big, large caterings. Um, if I have those open, then I'll start booking out, you know, trays. So what's the biggest difference between sort of like the restaurant world and the catering world? 
The biggest is I don't have to deal with people. <laughs> you really no, think, minimize the yeah, customer yeah, yeah. Well, engagement. Well, that too, but it's like you have to, you know, so many people ask me if I'm going to open a restaurant. Yeah. And, you know, I have so many friends that own places and seeing what they're going through and stressing about, I'm like, I don't want to go through that. You know, you expand so big and then you have to rely on so many people that just disappoint you, mm-hmm. that don't really want to work or they call off, they make up some kind of excuse, they're not loyal, they're just, you know, or like, I, I drink too much, I'm hungover, <laughs> I don't want to come in, or I lost my dishwasher, and right. you know, um, one of my friends was paying dishwashers like $28 an hour and still couldn't keep them, mm-hmm. so um, stuff like that, I just, I don't know, I think that's... And the catering world is a little different. Yeah, catering, yeah. Um, you know, if I do expand a little bit, you know, I do have people on my side that are reliable, so... I don't have to worry about that right now, um, but you know we're like where I'm at and all the events that I'm doing. It's making enough to where I'm super comfortable, and you know I don't need to be a millionaire to be happy. <laughs> you know, as long as my bills are paid for and I can take a vacation once a year, right. <laughs> like I'm pretty. You're happy. Yeah, my son's fed. He eats like a monster, <laughs> like a grown man, but. Yeah, this kid is like so skinny and he'll eat like a whole box of mac and cheese by himself. I'm like, where does it go? Has (laughs) he gotten into cooking at all? He thinks a little bit. He was when he was younger a Mm -hmm. little bit. He always wanted to be hands-on and now he's just like, no, just cook for me. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, from you learning so much from your family business, like, do you hope that that at least some of that instills in him? Maybe in the future. Or do you hope he just stays far away from the yeah, food industry. I'm like, no, be a doctor. <laughs> no, he's a big food. He likes to eat a lot of stuff. Um, we actually went to visit my friend Pepe at his new restaurant, um, Rosé. Yeah. And we were all sitting at the table, and he makes, like, the most phenomenal octopus. Mm-hmm. And I've had it before at st- doing sushi, and I'm like, you want to try some? He's like, no. And, like, we sat at the restaurant, and he's like, that looks delicious. I'm like, yeah, it's braised. It's delicious. Everyone's saying, mm, and he ate it, and he's like, oh, my gosh, that's fire. I'm like, see, <laughs> all you have to do is try it. Right, kind of helping him but, become that sort yeah, of adventurous yeah. so eater. So he's starting to, like, slowly eat, you know, all different kinds of foods. So. That's really funny. And so, yeah, so when you're creating these trays, Let's start there. Walk me through the process. Like, how do you, when someone says, hey, I want to order a sushi tray from you, is it sort of like all your vision? Are they giving you suggestions? Walk me through that. Um, Well, I tell them all, I'm like, I'm omakase, so it's like trust the chef platters. Um, I always ask my clients, um, what are your allergies, things you don't like, um, you know, if you have any likes, requests, and stuff, because I want you to eat the whole tray. So if there's something that you don't like, but you're timid, to be like, I don't want to tell her no, like, right. just tell me. Like, I want you to, eat, you know, have a good experience and eat the whole thing. So um, a lot of my clients, though, tell me, like, do you just chef's choice, I'll eat it all, um, which is fun for me because, you know, like, I get to just do whatever I want, you know? It's usually a mix of nigiri and rolls. Um, I do have clients that just want nigiri and sashimi. They don't want rolls at all. I have mm-hmm. some that want rolls only. Um, so, you know, I, I get to play with each dish. And then it depends on, um, like, what my local, like, micro and edible flower people have, you know? Um, available Mm -hmm. and so it doesn't look the same all the time you know everything changes weekly 
Um, same with the certain fish and stuff like that. Um, yeah, talk people- to me about where you source from. Is it, I mean, obviously we're in the middle of the country right here. Yeah. People don't think, oh, St. Louis fish destination. Talk to me about where you source from and how that plays into um, what you create. We only, we order all of our stuff through um, Japanese companies and they're based out of Chicago. Mm-hmm. So everything flies there and then they deliver it to us. That's where we get everything. It's pretty awesome. Was that ever a challenge um, over the couple of years you've been doing this? No, luckily, um, it's crazy because like the same delivery drivers that used to deliver at my dad's restaurant, they're the same drivers. Wow. You know, it's really awesome. So back then we used to like, whenever they would deliver, we'd be like, come sit down, have staff meal with us. You know, we always took care of them. Mm-hmm. We still take care of them now. Um, but yeah, so being like some like during COVID, I had to do it at my house and like they would come deliver like these big, <laughs> huge, massive trucks driving up to my house, delivering like whole seafood and right? stuff, um, which was cr- pretty cool. But because we, you know, know them, it was pretty nice. That's awesome. And so, happen. yeah, so walk me. So you get the delivery and then is that sort of like how you develop your inspiration? Walk me through sort of that process. Um. I mean, yeah, kind of like seeing what, what we have available and then um, counting it out. You know, it depend, like sometimes, um, some weeks, like every single order has some kind of thing. Like I don't want eel, I don't like cucumber, mm. I don't, I'm shellfish allergy, you know, stuff like that. So um, I have to be careful because, you know, I worked with someone that had a shellfish allergy mm-hmm. and it's just, it's not a good thing. Yeah. You know, they <laughs> no. blow up. So. Right. I try to make their orders first, mm-hmm. um, and then I'll work on all the other ones. So, do you like doing rolls versus sashimi versus nigiri better, or what's kind of your, do you have a preference? Um, I mean, I love doing sashimi. It's so much fun. Um, and why but is that? all of it? I well, personally, I like eating sashimi, just fish. You know, um, I like nigiri too, but um, I've been trying to stay away from rice, but. <laughs> I just like eating all the different fresh fish mm-hmm. um, just uh, with vegetables and micros and stuff. It's just clean and delicious for me. Um, I know a lot of people like rolls, so I've been trying to figure out different um, sauces and toppings and stuff like that. I just recently, my friend Yui um, got me all these like little cute like Hello Kitty food designs mm-hmm. and stuff, little things, and so I like to stick that on the sushi and they're edible. It's made out of like fish cake and it's just dried out, mm. you know? So Yeah, so do you different. are you like looking to I mean, what you're creating is very like Instagram friendly. Do you look to social media and others for sort of inspo or what's trending in terms of uh of that? No, I no. feel like they're all different for me. Like, you know, um some of the ones that used to follow, I mean, I wish I could have beluga caviar and you know some of the stuff that they carry um that they do on their thing but mine is a little similar Mm -hmm. but it's like different you know they don't use like flowers and so everything looks super clean i don't know i just love the flowers on there it makes it like inviting Mm -hmm. you know and, you know, it's funny because when we think about sort of like how social media plays into that, you know, I feel like charcuterie boards just kind of like blew up because they are yeah. such like a visual thing. And same with these sushi trays and sushi cakes. I mean, it's just very like you see that and you're like, I definitely can't do that. And so <laughs> that's where someone like you comes into play. 
Yeah, it's fun. It's nice. <laughs> I had some friends, um, you know, come over and, uh, you know, teach them how to roll. And they got to watch me um, put a tray together. Mm -hmm. They're just like, I didn't know it took all these steps and do all that stuff. I'm like, yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, like, you know? yeah I mean, so talk about what some people think it looks too so easy because we make it easy. But it taken, you know, I've been doing sushi for over 20 years. So, right. you know, how have some of those other um kitchen jobs, you know, whether it was learning pasta, um, how has that helped in this part of the business? It's, I mean, you know, even working, when I worked at Elia, I mean, it was like, I mean, the kitchen was so clean and, you know, when you like put that in your brain, like you have, like he had a thing where, um, you had to cut the tape, right? Mm. You have to, instead of ripping the tape off to put as a label, you have to cut it. And so if someone ripped it off, he'd be like, oh, <laughs> you know? And so like we would always cut, there was always scissors and a marker next to the tape. So we, you know, everything, every single piece was like perfect. Um, and once you're used to that, when you go somewhere else and someone rips the tape, you're like, oh my God, someone ripped the tape. Like, who ripped the tape? So like, you know, when you when you work in an environment that is super clean and super like, you just, it's like brushing your teeth, you know? Mm -hmm. And when something's off, you're just like, it, bo it starts bothering you. Um, I mean, you, you know, and taking like different, um, like cultured foods and stuff and like sauces and um, sausages or I mean anything flavors spices um, that they have and incorporating it with you know Japanese cuisine I mean we've done that a lot and mm -hmm. it's pretty it's pretty good you know to play around with it but um, like I just did a pop-up at Saigon and um, we both love Italian food mm -hmm. so we did like a Vietnamese Italian Japanese you know pop-up dinner um, and we incorporated all three flavors into it, and it worked. It was amazing. It was delicious, you know. How so. fun is that for you to get to sort of collaborate and work with other chefs and, and kind of create, you know, more beyond just what you do with the catering business um, and sort of do those pop Walk me through, like, that collaborative process. I love it. It's amazing. Um, because I love so many different cultured foods mm -hmm. and there's so many chefs in St. Louis that I admire um, and that I'm friends with and like you know we used to work together so much so we always tell each other like we should do a collab so we can work together again you know um, like Andrew Cisneros um, he's a really good friend and he does Peruvian food and mm -hmm. Japanese Peruvian food is big over there um, we did a pop-up together at Elia together. Um, we were talking about doing another one, but just taking like our backgrounds and fusing it together and creating a dish together. Um, sometimes we just do it in our head and then we're just like, okay, if it works, it works. If mm -hmm. not, we'll just tweak something else and, you know, but to be able to like mix those flavors and collab and have, you know, people like really wanting to come and eat and enjoy mm -hmm. the food. Um, I think do that's- Do you find sort of the St. Louis culinary scene different? in that regard than other cities and sort of that collaborative process. And um, how is that to kind of work alongside all these incredible chefs that we have here? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm still focused on just the <laughs> Yeah. But I mean, like, do but, you think that that's unique to us in the way that so many of that our we chefs can do collaborate, that? collaborate together? Yeah. I think that's, yeah. I don't know if they really do that in other states where, you know, I don't know if they do that, like really work together mm -hmm. like that, but I know here, oh, <laughs> there go the lights. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what happened? Um, 
I know here um, we have been, and mm-hmm. so many chefs do, like, collaborate. I mean, I see collaborations everywhere, and it's nice because some people, you know, they love the chef. They love going to the restaurant. Mm-hmm. But if they're doing something new um, and collaborating with another chef, people are interested because it's, like, not off the menu. It's something different, and it's maybe one and done. You know what I mean? No one right. will ever be able to have it again because of the timing of some, you know, those chefs are, like, what's – in season that you know month or anything so and in this new kitchen space you work alongside other chefs that have sort of pop-ups catering farmers market things tell us about that and and kind of how that works with sort of a a shared kitchen space um i'm lucky because i mean um on the weekends they don't really do anything so i pretty much have the kitchen to myself um they are pretty much there monday through thursday Mm -hmm. um they are at farmers markets and stuff on Tuesdays and I think Tuesdays and Saturdays maybe Thursdays Mm -hmm. I'm not sure um but I know for Tuesdays and Saturdays at the farmers market and they're here prepping like a lot you know there's they have such incredible stuff and so yeah because uh, for people who don't understand you know you guys are working in sort of a kitchen that doesn't have a restaurant or anything attached to it's really just a, a place to, to prep. prep food. How key is something like that to to businesses like yours and, and others? I mean, it's, it's important for us to have a clean space like that and a big space to be able to pump out more. Mm-hmm. Um, let you grow. Yeah, let us grow. And, you know, having a dishwasher like that, um, instead of having to hand wash every <laughs> single thing, it takes time, you know, before... Um, you know, we spend hours to prep and then we spend hours to make it and then we spend hours afterwards cleaning up. So, yeah. I mean, those are the things that people don't see. Um, and, yeah, when someone you know, looks at like a, a, one of the pictures of your trays, like if I was to pull up your Instagram right now and someone sees this picture, how long does it take start to finish, you know, concept in your head to, to, to really create one of those? Uh, it depends. Sometimes I'll prep a lot of, mm-hmm. um, like, the nigiri and stuff ahead of time. That, um, But I try to do each tray at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I like to mix it up. Like, I'll do, like, tuna, white tuna, salmon. I'll be like, no, I want to start it off with tuna, white tuna, you know, so. Yeah, because are you kind of playing around as well with the design aspect, too? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> some of them look the same. Some of them don't. And then um, if I run out of one flower... Like, this or is so pretty. It's garnish, yeah. <laughs> you know, like that, like, I had, it was cherry blossom season, so I had, um, you know, cherry blossoms blooming, so, you know, I incorporated that in there. Because, again, so, you're yeah. finding inspiration from yeah. what's in season, what's around you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then how, it, what is that like for, for your family to see you kind of taking this path and sort of following your own version of it? My dad, my dad, me and my dad have fun together. Like, you know, a lot of people are like, you know, how is it, how is it working with your parents? You know, I mean, some days, you know, we, we kind of like, you know, jab at each other, but um, (laughs) it's pretty much fun. I've learned so much from him and I'm still learning. There's stuff that, you know, he will feed me or order and I'm just like, he's like, oh yeah, I grew up with this delicious and I eat it. I'm like, how come you've never made that for me? Like, I, I would remember this flavor, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, so, so you're constantly, because did you ever have formal training or has it all been sort of learning through my dad, through yeah. your dad and on, yeah. And like on trial, the trials and errors, um, 
Yeah, pretty much. Like, you know, I'm like, okay, this isn't working. What am I doing wrong? But when I first started with him, he rolled up a piece of nigiri rice mm-hmm. and he uh, plastic wrapped it and he made me sit there and play it with it in my hand so I can like remember the feeling. So every time I grab the rice, it's pretty much the, you know, the same, the same exact piece. Because sort yeah. of that, I so. mean, part of what makes your tray so beautiful is sort of that, that symmetry that, it, you know, that, you know, it creates a pattern because it looks cohesive. Yes, all of them are same. They're not all like, you know. Like what mine would look like <laughs> if I tried to make it. <laughs> yeah, different shapes. Um, what is your hope for the future? Um, that I just stay booked and busy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you know, like catering parties are one of my favorites. Um, same with collabs. Mm-hmm. I mean, they take a lot, um, but... They're just fun for me. So even though some days are like 18, 19 hour work days, um, I don't complain because they're fun. You like Being, it. Yeah, I love it. I just, I love it. And sometimes when I'm angry, chopping stuff just makes me feel better. <laughs> you know, like uh, the last, um, the last pop-up we had, um, I had a friend that was like, you know, how did you get all those cucumber pieces like that tight like what what tool did you use I'm like I hand chopped all of that she's like you hand I was like I was really angry (laughs) I just sat there and like hand chopped every single you know one for the whole entire dinner um but it looked amazing (laughs) do you have a favorite ingredient to work with like do you have a favorite fish do you like something more than others to work with um I mean I love salmon belly I think that's my favorite just creamy you know just as is or even if you torch it it's still I mean in every way salmon belly is the best <laughs> people are like oh Toro I'm like salmon belly you know <laughs> it's just more of a creamy texture for me and I like the flavor what is your thought on St. Louis's culinary scene and where it's going I mean we have so much happening right now in our scene as someone who's connected to so many different friends in the restaurant businesses, where do you see our culinary scene going? Just up constantly, you know. I'm, I mean, it's growing so much, and um, I've seen friends where they started off as, you know, here, I'm, this, is, this is all I'm doing, and now they're blowing up in their catering business. So it's so amazing to see that. Um, you know, even, you know, me and John Todd from Fat Fox, we were talking about doing some... Um, some meals to go and stuff like that and um i mean my friends that are doing that also it's i mean there's a lot of people that don't want to cook for themselves <laughs> you know like yes. my messages are like let us know when you start that asap you know something or, other yeah. than just the large trays yes something yes more... still meal prep you know because like the gym that i work at a lot of them you know want meal prep also because they don't have time and um because i was meal prepping for myself you know um, and at some of the fighters and coaches and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Because um, so, you're a boxer? Yeah. That's, you say fighter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm training, you know. How does that mentality fit in with the mentality of a chef? Um, well, I have a lot of anxiety, so um, I feel like I have to burn it, you know. And it's like people are like, how do you do that? How do you work like 15 hours and do that? I'm like running and working out and going pretty hard at the gym gives you more energy I know that sounds funny but mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, to some but it does it gives you a lot more energy to keep going and I feel stronger and it's fun you know I get a lot get a lot of aggression out you know and does that aspect fuel then I guess then your work in the kitchen 
Yeah. They kind of both. But it's fun for me. Like, so so many people are like, you need to take a break. You, need to, you know, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I love what I do, you know. So it's fun. It's fun for me. I don't complain. I could sit there all day and do it, you know. Um, I get to create. I love playing around with food and different stuff. I mean, I'm still learning some stuff. I'll have leftovers of something and something else, and we cook it together. I'm mm-hmm. like, that could be a next dish. Check out Heidi's Instagram, Tabarut STL, to get a look at what we talked about in this episode. That's also where you can go to place your own order or find out when she's opening up those orders again. And hey, while you're there on social media, make sure to check out the Meet St. Louis podcast. You can find us on Instagram and on Facebook. Hit that follow button. And that's also where you can share who you'd like to meet next here on the podcast. Thanks for listening. And we'll meet you back here next week.